Hey everybody, welcome to Carolina Chronicles, stories of UNC student life. Your spot to learn more about what life is like at UNC Chapel Hill from the perspective of the students who go here. My name is Sophia, I'm a freshman studying biology and English. I'm Jake, I'm a stats major and I'm currently a junior. I'm Austin, I'm a senior studying chemistry. And I'm Pallavi, a sophomore studying information science. In this episode, we'll discuss STEM versus humanities students. What is everyday life like for them? What are their goals? And more importantly, is one better than the other? So to get an unbiased answer to this question, since we're all STEM majors here, we're going to go through some student interviews that we did to get a better perspective. For sure. First off, let's see how humanities and STEM students spend their days. How many hours a day do humanities majors spend on their work? I'd say maybe like two, three hours. I'd say like each day I do about mm, three to four hours of homework. Yeah, um, well, with the humanities majors, it's a lot, it's very reading heavy, um, probably not as heavy as a workload as STEM majors, or not in the same way. STEM is more like technical, but I'd say, you know, they're both, they can both be fairly difficult. I wouldn't weigh one more than the other. Okay, so clearly, uh, Humanities majors spend around like two or three hours, give or take. And our survey argued with that as well. Yeah, I can kind of see their points about humanities having a lot more readings and essays. I definitely see that in my English major. Um, you know, STEM, you might have something more like practice problems, but the bulk of the work for humanities is definitely more like writing creative based. Yeah, I feel like STEM and humanities just both require different types of work and effort. So it's not always easy to compare on the basis of time spent on something yeah i guess when you look at it from the stem perspective a lot of the work that he, the humanities majors have to do with the reading assignments and all of that it's a lot different from what most stem kids have to do and i think maybe part of the disconnect between stem and humanities overall is because they don't understand the workloads that each uh, person has yeah that makes a lot of sense um can you actually like tell us what do you kind of do for your stat major most days for homework yeah, sure. So I would say I'm in a different position than a lot of stats kids because I don't necessarily take that many credit hours per semester. and I don't get that overwhelmed with my homework, but I would say I still consistently have about two to three hours of homework on a normal day. And then near things like midterm week, you know, I'll have like a ton of studying and a ton of homework to do. So it really just depends on when the assignments are due and what the overall workload looks like for me. Yeah, it's kind of similar for the chem major as well. Um, so we have our daily homework as usual, like every STEM major. Um, and then your midterms, you just grind a few days before that. And then if you're taking like a chem lab, you're gonna have to grind on that for like at least five, six hours the day before. <laughs> um, for information science, I don't necessarily have daily assignments and I don't really ever have to study towards big tests all the time. I just have semester long projects and a lot of the times they have to deal with collaboration and group work which can suck if you have a bad group but yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense I think for biology too we've got the daily homework and it's definitely more like problem sets um then you would have any sort of readings I guess you do have readings as well to figure out the problem sets but it's more trying to teach you the concept um but yeah it honestly sounds kind of similar to what some of the English majors had to say yeah so we interviewed one person who had a good take on this Maybe not a lot of people, like, really get, or they think English major is kind of stupid, to be honest, and call it kind of worthless, but, like, I feel like reading and writing skills is going to be something that, like, right now, I just don't really know what avenue I'm going to go down, 
And so that's going to help me no matter what I do in life. And so I think that a lot of people that I talk to here say they hate writing stuff. And I'm, and well, you're going to have to do that for the rest of your life, to be honest. So I think it's indicative of like, it's a lot of time management. So, and that's a skill that people need. Yeah. And there was also that second person in the recording who talked a lot about kind of feeling overwhelmed, almost it seemed like, it seemed like in their STEM classes, they had a lot of work to do and they just felt like they didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough um, resources almost. And it felt like getting good grades and like progressing in their major was more of a function of being able to absorb and like test well on stuff just as fast as possible, I guess, as opposed to actually learning, which was really interesting, kind of sad, not going to lie. Yeah. And to build off of that, I would say that the pace of a lot of classes here is very high compared to where they might have come from before, whether it be high school or anywhere else. And I think sometimes you can run into this issue where if you want to really do good in a class and do good on the exams, you have to sacrifice learning, you know, and having time to make those mistakes and just just to get that good grade that you want. And I, I don't necessarily think it's productive to the overall idea of learning. It's more of just about can I study this specific thing to get a good grade? Right. And while memorization is probably a great skill to have, I don't think it should be what learning is centered on. But even when you're passionate about something, when under pressure, I feel like every student kind of resorts to memorization because there's just too much material and too little time. And I feel like it just devalues it. Yeah. And because of that fast-paced nature of STEM classes, uh, the readings for it in general is like really like, depends on the professor so some classes can be like um a lot of work a lot of reading and you just don't have time for it and if you don't do it it's just like what's going on when you get into class and the other classes that the professor will like teach you everything you need to know in class so it's really professor heavy yeah i do think a lot of the stem classes depend on what kind of a professor you get like i know in chem 101 right now i have a couple of friends who are in a section with a different teacher and they just like like they go to their class, whatever, to get the participation points and then they just come sit in on my lecture because they think that teacher's better and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, it's the exact same content. It's theoretically the same homework, the same slides. The professor can really make the difference. Yeah, a lot of my friends who study STEM actually just don't really care about the actual class. They basically teach themselves. They just go for participation. I will say one of the best professors I've ever had here, he kind of forced you to go to class, not from like a participation points thing, but he didn't post his notes online. You know, he would write everything on a chalkboard. He was really old school like that. And he really was also super good at teaching the class that way. So I think it was productive for learning if you're able to get your students into class and really build off of the content from the textbooks in class or teach it there as opposed to making them memorize these things on their own. Yeah, I feel like being in class... I don't know, it's different if you're just flipping through a Quizlet versus like in class having the discussion. I definitely feel like I learn more. Even like with the recording of class, I don't know if it's just me, but like it could be the same content and I just feel so disengaged. Yeah. Okay, and I think humanities classes are probably really different with going to class and all that. And what I will say about that, obviously I'm not a humanities major, but from a lot of the gen ed classes I've taken, I think it's a completely different style because there's a lecture component of it where you basically have this professor that really knows what they're talking about, just standing up there talking to a class for 50 minutes or however long it is. And there's also a recitation aspect of it where you have a TA that helps you usually recap the things that you learned in class. And I kind of like both of those learning structures. I think it's a little bit better than the way STEM does it overall because 
they do a better job of delivering the content to you and not making you find the content. That, that might just be my opinion, though. Yeah, and I also feel like going to class for humanities classes has a different way to it, especially because a lot of the times they're very discussion-based. So participation and actually knowing the content and the theory and the reasoning behind everything is a lot more important to it, and you need to be able to explain yourself. Yeah, and just going back to Jake's point, I think um, even though you're not a humanities major, like I think that's at least totally true in the English classes I've taken so far. Um, like I think maybe having so much structure in some classes and so much discrete information you have to get through can maybe like hinder things versus, you know, with a lot of humanities teachers, like they're so passionate about it, they're able to really like deliver the lecture and deliver the content in a way that makes sense to them and just guide you through it in a way that's uh, really different, maybe more effective. I'm not really sure. It's just like so different. It's kind of hard to compare in my head and actually determine which one's more effective, I guess. Yeah, kind of going off of that in-person thing, I feel the same way towards humanities classes because they're very lecture heavy, at least on my experience. So it feels like that matters a lot and it holds a lot of weight whether or not the professor is good at lecturing and how engaged the students are and basically how much material students absorb. Yeah, and I feel like for humanities classes, you really get the most out of it when you actually go to class because they don't usually post uh, notes afterwards or anything like that. Right. So you kind of have to go to class to just understand what's going on, at least from my experience. Yeah, yeah you're totally right. You can't do the STEM student, like, just watching the recordings at home, whatever. Like, nothing's going to really come of that at all. Also, I feel like humanities classes usually have a more chill vibe to them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, from my experience, uh, some of the biochem classes I've taken, people are like on edge all the time, scrambling to take notes, having anxiety in class. Whereas in humanities classes, you're just chilling and then you can say something if you want, if you have anything to take on it. Yeah, and building off of that, I think it's less about the type of class, whether it's STEM versus humanities, but more about what is kind of the successful thing that you have to do during lecture. Like if it's about taking notes and taking notes is a big part of the class because you need to study for exams, then of course the class is going to be tense. Of course, they're going to be, a lot of people are going to be writing, trying to get everything down from the slides or the textbook or whatever. And I think that there is also a source of tension in humanity classes as well, especially in the smaller ones where professors aren't afraid to cold call on you or ask you for your opinion on something that you may not really know about or care about, to be honest. Oh, that's that's real. I hate cold calling. But yeah, I feel like in general, STEM classes are more likely to, you know, be a setting where you have to sit there, take notes, like make sure you're not missing anything. Um, yeah, that can be like really stressful a lot of the time. I don't know. I feel like there's such an urge to be competitive. There's actually someone had a really good quote about this. Yeah, I think within the STEM fields, there is often this like urge to overwork yourself or um I think it's a combination of students who are very competitive, but also programs that aren't necessarily taught the best or are sort of emphasized as like things that should be difficult. Um, I know in my experience that there's definitely times where I feel like certain classes are made harder than they need to be. Um, and I think that leads to this sort of culture of like overworking yourself, constantly trying to study, not really leaving time for other things. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? So yeah, you can definitely have that like kind of overworked, like scrambling to take all the notes vibe in humanities classes. But, you know, I think it can also, it just depends on the setting. It depends on the teacher. I feel like most of the time it just ends up being 
like more of a cold calling, like sharing your opinion situation, which is, you know, just as valuable, but very different in terms of the pressure that it puts on the student, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, especially if you haven't done the reading for the class. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because I feel like in humanities classes, they're so much heavier on the cold calling because it's just more intense to have to bullshit on the spot and like well too very relatable because i don't often do the readings but it builds character when you get cold called on yeah. and you just have to like come up with something i think it's yeah. honestly that's honestly one of the best skills i've gotten out of college is right. just being able to come up with something on the fly that i didn't know about at all there you have it folks unc is great at getting you to just you know learn how to bullshit things yeah and stunt can be a little tough for a lot of other reasons like class recordings if you don't go to class or just try to decide to skip class uh you can watch the recordings and sometimes before midterms you have to like cram before them and watch like 10 lectures in one day i just did it last week for my bio exam yeah <laughs> um, the work can certainly pile up very easily if you're not good with time management it's just like it's so much easier to get behind in a stem class i feel like than it is to get behind in a humanities class mm. from what i've seen yeah, I think some of that obviously, you know, might be down to time management for just the student. But even if you're like really trying to manage your time a lot and like really staying on top of everything, there's just so much content, I feel like, all the time for like, you know, my bio class and chem class. Those are basically the only two STEM classes I'm taking this semester. And I have like just a bunch of readings before each of those classes and, you know, obviously five class meetings a week. Um you know, with both of those combined, and then you've got all the, like, problem sets afterwards, so it's just, like, really stressful in some ways. Like, I can totally see why a lot of people say they're, like, really overworked from that. In fact, um, you know, I remember this one student having a quote from our interviews where they basically talked about they just didn't really have time for much else a lot of the time. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of, like, some of the more depressing sides of STEM. One of the craziest things I heard about how intense and like toxic STEM culture can get is not cooperating or studying together or helping each other out as much as other classes do just because they want to have the highest grade in the class or even just like giving people the wrong answers completely. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of that really comes down to the fact that a lot of really hard STEM classes here are subject to a curve when you have exams and stuff. So when you're comparing students directly to each other they don't really become like teammates they're more like competitors and they kind of compete against each other for the best scores so that they're on the the fair end of the curve you know where they're above the average and they can you know increase their grade nobody wants to be below average on an exam in stem because right. then you can because then the curve is not as favorable to you yeah, that's true. I also think it, because it's so competitive, there's a lot of shame in STEM where people will just hide their grades since they're so embarrassed or just even lie about them. That hurts. I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like that can really, I guess almost just make me feel like an imposter sometimes, like imposter syndrome, whatever. Like I just feel like, you know, sometimes you really did badly on like some assignment or whatever and everyone's walking around after a STEM midterm like, oh, like I got a 98 or like a 92 or whatever. Um, pardon that terrible impression. And it's just like, I don't know, it really sucks. Like, I think a lot of the people here for STEM are here because like we are, uh, UNC is a pretty good STEM school. Like I remember I came here because I'm pre-med and I searched it and it was like top 10 pre-med schools, UNC, wow. And then you get all the STEM majors, you know, not even just the pre-meds. Um, like trying so hard and then on top of that they're like lying to other people about their grades to like make you feel kind of shitty and then they're you know giving you even the wrong answer sometimes to improve their spot on the curve it's just like a lot 
Yeah, and I think that imposter syndrome thing gets further intensified when grades are just the center of conversation. I feel like it plays into not feeling smart enough to go here and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was like a lot of people who said they have imposter syndrome in the in the surveys we did and the interviews. Yeah, I remember like going through the interviews. You know, by now you guys have probably figured out this is a class project. So we were going through the interviews, um, trying to like subdivide them. And one of our divisions was like imposter syndrome, actually. So it kind of seems like it's, you know, might be kind of common on campus, which isn't particularly inspiring. Like, I don't know, like we are ultimately here to learn and to like develop into healthy, like hopefully happy human beings. And like, first off, you know, trying to give people the wrong answers and make sure they don't do well isn't going to help people in the long term for like actually succeeding at whatever jobs they do. Like that's not indicative of the real world at all. Even, okay, one of my bio teachers is always trying to like encourage group work, trying to not encourage sharing of answers with like in specific instances, tries to make that um, just as prevalent as he can because he's like, you know, real science like never happens in a vacuum, never happens just as an individual. It's always a team effort. You guys need to learn to work with each other. And like, I don't know, some of the culture is teaching you to step on other people and like not work with them and just making you sad. So that's not great. I think part of it too is it's just the fact that it's UNC. It's a big school. I mean, 25,000 people attend school here and a lot of them are extremely smart. And I feel like everybody got in here because they had either some kind of competitive application or they're, they're here for some reason that makes them special. Right. And I I think sometimes it's really, really hard to look at everybody here and really feel like you belong when you see a lot of people that are excellent at what they do you know honestly it's such a topic of conversation with my friends especially when we're feeling this type of imposter syndrome or like insecurity in general because it just unc is a bubble in the sense that like it's very very competitive here it was competitive to get in because we all got in here for something no you're totally right like we're all here for a reason we're all quote-unquote special but like you look around at everyone who's got all these like great achievements and stuff and it's like wow you don't really feel like special or whatever anymore yeah it's probably even worse for the humanities students so I guess it's actually kind of cool that um you know you have so many humanities majors who are choosing their you know I guess that's like inspiring to see there's uh, obviously a lot of people here who are really passionate about what they're doing and what they're gonna use their major for ultimately in their career right and speaking of careers I feel like there's always this idea being pushed that careers in STEM will make more money than careers in humanities and I feel like that's what encourages a lot of the people who do pursue humanities to be doing it out of passion and interest and hobbies which makes it always have that rep of people taking a quote-unquote risk when they're pursuing it because they're not guaranteed stability which isn't always what everyone is looking for and prioritizing. And it's not to say that STEM majors aren't passionate about what they study because I think some of the most passionate people I've ever met about their studies are STEM majors. And I think what they do is sometimes they sacrifice what they really, really want to learn about for a little bit more practicality. And sometimes you don't see that with the humanities majors. Sometimes they have less of an idea of what direction they're going to go with their studies as opposed to some STEM majors. But I think that might just be more a difference in the way people think between the differences between STEM and humanities. That's true. I guess... I'm trying to talk about the bigger culture in both 
STEM and humanities where it doesn't necessarily focus on what the individual's reason for choosing one of the two is. Like in STEM, even if the person chooses to pursue it because they're passionate about it, there is this larger focus in the realm of STEM on careers and you can see that even in the resources provided and the curriculums taught in the classes where whatever is current in the industry is prioritized and skills for what you will be doing on the job is prioritized and I don't know if that's the same for people who pursue humanities because again even if they are very focused on their career and they do know exactly what they want to do with their career, the larger culture around humanities and the resources that are offered in humanities don't seem to be as focused on what you will be doing on the job if you are pursuing a career in humanities. I get what you're saying. I want to maybe like disagree a little bit, but kind of staying on the same vein. Like I think a lot of the humanities majors who we talked to had like a very well thought out plan like I don't think it's necessarily that um you know they're just studying what they're passionate for and kind of trading off you know like the career practicality part well actually I think they are somewhat trading off the practicality part I think like their plans a lot of the time um not that it's like too mm, I think my STEM major like I think stereotypes are showing, but like there's kind of just a little bit of a um, trade off. It's like, hey, that might not be the most practical. Like, I think STEM majors, it's like even if something goes horribly terrible wrong, there's always going to be like a backup. Like we're more career oriented in the sense that um, like we know kind of that we're going to be set versus like their plans. They're, you know, pretty well laid out, but like there's a lot more variability almost like that's where the practicality in career paths kind of feels different to me at least. Yeah, and I think it all goes back to that kind of broader culture thing because that practicality could also be something that depends very much on the individual themselves. Because even though the major that I'm doing is information science and that's technically a STEM major, I often receive comments that it's a very broad field because it is, but I know exactly what I want to do with it and I think that makes it more practical for me and I think that applies for a lot of people in humanities as well because they may have a very thorough plan as to what they want to be doing once they have their degree it just depends on the person yeah Yeah. and I agree with you because I think statistics is very similar into where it's very broad and it can be applied to a lot of different things and I think that's part of the reason why I chose it as a major because I wanted it to apply to a bunch of different things because I wasn't necessarily passionate about statistics itself but I was passionate about the opportunities that it could provide for me. Yeah, and like what you can do with it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it's just balancing the practicality versus ex- like having the absolute passion to study the subject. Yeah. So that balance is different for everybody. And sure. I think I think it's just maybe slightly different between STEM and humanity majors as a whole, but also varies between person yeah, to person. I think, so. Yeah, I feel like um, feeling like someone is career-oriented might like some for some people feel like it aligns with practicality but that might not always be true because I feel like 
even if you're a humanities major and your dream is to be like an actor or something, that is a career that you're oriented to. Sure. But like to a lot of people, that's like, oh, that's not practical. Yeah. So it's also just the, the bigger culture around the idea of practicality and um, career orientedness, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that um, that makes a lot of sense. I also want to point out in our interviews and in the survey, uh, we asked, you know, are there any like stereotypes against people in STEM? And I think it's interesting that we're talking so much about career oriented because even from within STEM majors, uh, a lot of the respondents said, yeah, like we think STEM people are really career oriented. That didn't pop up as much for humanities majors. Um, But I mean, I do think I know a lot of people who are very career-oriented in humanities, I think our interviews kind of prove that, like, what you just said, Pallavi, like, that's kind of the epitome of it, like, an actor is still very career-oriented, it's just a career that's seen as maybe a bit more volatile, and being able to, it's often considered more of, like, a dream, that doesn't mean it's not career-oriented, though. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like often the conversations actually focus on particularly success in your career, and that doesn't look the same to everyone and for some people it's just not even a priority like a lot of people like to have a different type of work-life balance and if your dream or your career is to become an actor that doesn't necessarily mean you have to win an Oscar to feel successful or to feel satisfied and fulfilled by your career. I, I think part of that goes back to the fact that a lot of people with STEM careers usually when you ask them about their career goals it's a very set path and I know we've said that humanities people can have set paths as well but it seems like STEM majors in general they know exactly what they have to do to get to where they want to be with their career and I think part of that is maybe desiring the the safety and the comfort of knowing this is exactly what I want to do after college this is roughly exactly what I'm going to be making and there's not really that much room for volatility you know, and I think yeah. I think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes from because humanities majors it might be a little bit different for them. No, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. I think um, I might be, you know, my perspective might be like a little skewed. So I'm a bio and English major, and I'm pre med, and like the biology obviously like plays into the pre med side. But like I'm doing the English, I'm actually doing like the health humanities concentration, so like that also plays into pre med. So maybe it's just that all my friends in the English department who are also pre-med and, like, trying to get into that are as career-oriented. But I really feel like, you know, some of it might just have to do with uh, people's different definitions of, like, success and different definitions of, like, I guess just, like, ascribing successful to the word career-oriented. Like, you're kind of making a projection of how successful someone's going to be. You know, maybe, like, in STEM, it was like, oh, you're trying to be a statistician and, like, how successful that career goal is going to be. Yeah, and... This might sort of be on a tangent, but I feel like it also kind of goes back to that broader idea of STEM being pushed as the type of career that provides financial stability and humanities being pushed as the career that is like maybe fulfilling, but depends on how good you are and how passionate you are about it. Because I feel like it just depends on when you find out what your passions and interests are and also how early you find out what you're good at in your life because i just know a lot of people whose passions aren't very clear to them so they choose something that offers them stability like computer science or something like that because they just know that they'll be good at it and 
it's doable for them, which is totally respectable. Yeah, I fall into that second category. Yeah. I'm kind of like that too, where I don't necessarily know what I'm passionate about, but I decided to just look at it from kind of an objective perspective of what I think I could be successful at with a career. So it's, yeah. I think it's a combination of going with things that I thought I was good at and also something that I can see myself being passionate about doing in the future. And that's a balance that everyone has to kind of have. Yeah, I feel like uh, no matter if you're STEM or humanities here, like the work-life balance is kind of at the forefront of everyone's mind. Like, you know, one of the big stereotypes against STEM students is just they sit in Davis Library all day and do nothing. By the way, do either of you guys fall into that? Yeah. No, I've been there like maybe five times and I've been here for three years. I'm not even a STEM heavy major, but a lot of my friends are. So I'm just always there all the time. Yeah, oh. I think it's just where I don't like I don't like studying at Davis, but that, okay, that's, that's a fair. whole separate issue for a separate podcast. So <laughs> are you maybe just like do you spend a lot of time studying, do you think? Yes, I just don't like Davis. Yeah. yeah. OK, well, I don't like Davis, but I spend a lot of time there yeah. anyways. But it doesn't it doesn't ultimately matter. A lot of these really are just stereotypes just because maybe some of us fit them and some other people maybe you know don't like doesn't actually mean much because you know like whether you're stem or humanities these are all just kind of things that a lot of us have to deal with like i know i know some humanities people who definitely spend a lot of time in davis and i know some humanities people who spend no time and i know some stem people who do and don't like it's just you know the disconnect is less i feel like extreme than a lot of people think and i, I feel like a lot of the things we've talked about kind of show that yeah if anything i feel like these disciplines aren't actual real concrete things just because people themselves are very interdisciplinary but in college i feel like this stem versus humanities culture is very prominent just because majors are so important to our identity here yeah i can see your point the first question i'm always asked is like oh like what's your name where do you live what's your major but um you know like you're you're really right like even if it's different skills and different like forms of work if you're not going to go into a field like scientist um, or, like, stati statistician or whatever, like, you really just end up getting a lot of the same jobs. I mean, I guess if you go into academia, I can see why, you know, that distinction might kind of persist. But have you guys ever heard that saying that, like, your major, your college, and grades don't really matter after your first job? And, you know, once you get, like, hired, it doesn't matter for your second job. They're just going to look at your first job, your experience, stuff like that. Yeah. I have heard that, and I would say I believe that as well, like, the, the more that I've gone through college and gone through this whole journey of it I think that it's very applicable to the way the real world works nowadays and the way jobs are given out to people also I think it's important to realize a lot of people being interviewed are passionate about their goals and the decisions they're making to reach those goals so ultimately everyone is at UNC for the same reasons yeah it doesn't really matter if it's humanities or STEM like yeah Thank you for joining us on our discussions on STEM versus humanities at UNC. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out our other podcast episodes and all the other content on the Hill Life page. Thanks for listening.